been a great three days of cricket at the Wacker and WA coming away with just a sensational win against Queensland by three wickets off the back of, well, Hilton Cartwright and Aaron Hardy, who was the player of the match. Joining us down the line to talk all things cricket is sports journalist for the AAP, Justin Chadwick. Chatters, welcome back to the show. Yes. Glad to have you uh, back with us, Chatters. Uh, well, plenty of cricket to talk about, but we're going to start with what we did just witness at the Wacker over the last three days. WA pulling it out of nowhere, really, to come away with that win in the end by three wickets, seven for 196. Uh, you know, it was just, it was extraordinary what uh, the West Aussies were able to do. Hilton Cartwright was out for 69, caught and bowled Nisa, and then uh, Aaron Hardy basically doing the rest. He was unbeaten for 70. Um, yeah, just sensational work by WA. What were your thoughts on the match? Yeah, an absolutely topsy-turvy match the whole way through uh, yesterday, particularly when 20 wickets fell. When when I saw play start on day one, I was like, oh, this, this could be over early. I was looking at the wicket and it looked very green. So the bowlers would have been licking their lips just looking at that. And as it turned out, that was exactly the case. And, and WA was 6 for 29 in their first. We, we kind of forget that, but um, to scrape it in from there and Aaron Hardy in that first inning scored a vital 44, so it was really crucial just to get them up to a tally of 115, which meant the first innings deficit was only 96 runs when it could have been easily 140, 150. So he kept them in it there, and then today, again, they were 6 for 82 chasing 194 for victory, and, and Hardy stepped up to the plate again with, with 70 not out, as you mentioned before, so Wow, what a match, dominated by the bowlers and a few brilliant innings by a couple of bats. So uh, definitely one that will go down in the memory books for a lot of WA fans. Yeah, what's going on with the pitch at the Wacker, Chatters? I mean, the bowlers were just having the time of their lives yesterday. I feel like uh, when the bowlers are dominating, I think it's way more fun to watch. It's a greater spectacle. And even at, at Optus Stadium, the pitch there is really good because it gives the bowlers quite a bit of, of stuff to work with. So... Whatever they're doing, I love it. Keep going with it because I'd much rather matches finish in two and a half, three days than end in a boring draw after four days. So um, I, I can't wait to see the test wicket that's going to be put out at Optus Stadium this summer. And, and I hope that it follows in, in the shoot that we've seen it at what the Wacker and Optus Stadium this season so far. Well, we've had a really entertaining T20 World Cup so far, Chatters. Uh, we'll start with last night's match because, well, it was disappointing for our Aussies. Uh, England coming away with a win against New Zealand by 20 runs off the back of Joss Butler's uh, match-winning performance. 73 off of 47. He was superb. Uh, but it really hurts the Aussies' chances now. Absolutely. The last time I was speaking to you, England were playing Ireland, and, and Ireland did, <laughs> did Australia yeah. a massive favour. But last night, it, it didn't go to plan. So Australia really wanted England to lose that one, but it wasn't to be... Um, so it sets up. I hope you're good at your maths over there because it's going to set up a thrilling finish, uh, especially if, if England, New Zealand and Australia all win their final matches. It's all going to come down to that net run rate. So, uh, yeah, I mean, good on England. But it was a must-win match for them and, and they pulled out the goods against a really good New Zealand side. And Josh Butler, yeah, 73 off 47. He was crucial in their win. So mm. it just really set it up for them. And now it's going to be a thrilling final few days in this group. Group stage, I tell you that much. It is. So Australia set to take on Afghanistan at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, Aaron Finch coming off that player of the match performance, but he has had scans on that hamstring 
as have a, had a couple of others as well uh, in Marcus Stoinis and Tim David. So what's the latest on those three players? Yeah, Stoinis, they're, they're pretty optimistic that he'll get up to play, so they're not too worried about him. Uh, with Tim David and Aaron Finch, they're going to make a call tomorrow. They were doing some light running exercises today, so their injuries aren't that serious, but it might be enough to keep them out. So it's going to be one of those things where they'll give them a bit more time, assess them again, and, and see how they go. It's one of these hard situations where Australia not only need a win, but they need a win big. So they do need their best players out on the park, and especially someone like Tim David who could, you know, he could smack 40 off 29, I mean, 80 off 29 balls or something like that just to really boost that net run rate. So I think they'll be doing everything possible to try to get him up. And Finch, he bounced back to form the other night as well. So it would be very handy to have him inside too. But, um, yeah, look, if if they do have some hammy niggles going into the match, the last thing you want is for them to re-injure it and and it's just really going to limit them. So some really tough decisions coming up and it's going to be interesting to see which way they go. Who would the likely replacements for them be? Well, the two obvious ones are Cam Green and Steve Smith. Uh, personally, I'd love to see Cam Green inside because, as I said, if, if you're going to need a win big, then he's the sort of player that could get you there. Steve Smith is, is one of those ones where you could kind of build an innings around him. He can just, you know, go at, you know, six runs and over or something like that while the big hitters go, go big around him. But I'll definitely go for Cam Green first if you just need to, need to make the one change. But if you need to make two, then it's good that you've got Steve Smith there as well. Hey, what are your thoughts on, on Mitch Stark's role with the Australian eleven in that bowling lineup? He seems to be bowling through the middle portions of the overs. Uh, what do you make of his new role? Yeah, I, personally, I don't like it. I think it's too conservative. I think in 2020 cricket, sometimes you've just got to gamble and go all out. So I'd love to see him open the bowling just when he can swing it the most. And especially being that left armer, he can just really swing it into the right-handers. Um, so personally, I'd, I'd love to see him open again and against Afghanistan where they're going to have to skittle them for a really low total just to really try to boost that net run rate and, and try to get the win as quickly as possible. So I'd love to see him open the bowling again. I understand why they are a bit more conservative because he could also go at a fair clip as well, easily 10 runs and over if the batsmen get onto him. But now it's, you've just got to go all in. So I'd love to see him open. All right, so from this point... Justin, can the Aussies make it through to the semi-finals? Do they make it or not? I'd, I'd say no, because they need a lot to go right for them to make it. So if I was a gambling man, which I'm not, <laughs> I'd say no. But you never know. That's the crazy thing about these sort of tournaments, 2020 cricket in particular. As we saw with Ireland beating England the other day, upsets can happen. So there is a chance that Australia can sneak in. The odds are definitely stacked against them. But what a story if they did sneak in and, and who knows what they could go from there. Mm. Uh, just taking a look at the other games. So earlier on, earlier on, it was Zimbabwe coming away. Oh, sorry, the Netherlands coming away with a win over Zimbabwe by five wickets. Yeah, pretty low-scoring affair. Zimbabwe all out for 117. The Netherlands made it tough for themselves, but they were able to get the job done. Five for 120. Uh, Max O'Dowd, player of the match. So a good win for Netherlands there. Absolutely, yeah. We saw them here the other night and, and they were just clobbered. So it was really good to see them rebound and get a result like that. And for Ryan Campbell as well, their coach, he's gone through a lot himself, almost died. He was given a 7% chance of surviving after having that massive heart attack. So great to see him guide the team to a win in the World Cup. And it will just do wonders for cricket in that nation as well. So 
in that sense, it's a really good result. So Zimbabwe, really disappointing. It was an amazing win they had over Pakistan, over in Perth, and you just felt that momentum was really going their way. But And losing to Bangladesh and now the Netherlands, it, yeah, just a bit of a disappointing end for them. They've still got one more match to go, but they're pretty much out of the reckoning now to get into the, the semis, you would think. So, um, yeah, great stuff by the Netherlands, and, and I'd love to see what that win does for the cricket in that country. And currently it is India... Uh, taking on Bangladesh. They have now just gone to four for 130. So Virat Kohli is not out on 40, and Karthik will come in to bat uh, for India with five overs remaining. So uh, what are your thoughts on this matchup that we're seeing currently at the Adelaide Oval? Yeah, King Kohli is working his magic. He had that bit of uh, uh, that social media vision come out earlier in the week where someone was rummaging, or not rummaging, but going through his hotel room. So... It doesn't look like that incident has affected him too much, so he just keeps on piling on the run. So, yeah, you'd think India would, would win that match quite easily, and especially with Coley still at the crease, they could be in for a massive finish there. Yeah, certainly could. All right, so, Justin, uh, tell us, what's your prediction for the final of this tournament? And I'll also ask you for a player of the tournament prediction as well. Yeah, good question. So... There's been a lot of talk about teams like New Zealand, Australia, England, India, but South Africa, not many people have been talking about them, and I've been really impressed about the way they've gone about things. So I'm actually tipping them to, to win it from this point on. They seem to have all, all bases covered. I know they've got a bit of a horror history when it comes to World Cups, whether that be in T20s or ODIs, but I just, I've just got this gut feel that things are starting to go in their direction and they could just come from the clouds and pinch this one. So... They're my tip to win it. And player of the tournament, Coley. I, I love the way he's been going about it. There was actually a fair bit of pressure on him leading into this tournament. He'd gone through a bit of a, a lean rut, but yeah, he seems to be firing on all cylinders now and could be set for another big score today. So um, yeah, in terms of player of the tournament, he's my tip. India four for 131. Virat Coley has just smacked it to the boundary for a four, and he goes to 44 off of 32. Justin, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for your time, and enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. There he goes, Justin Chadwick from the AAP. Always a pleasure chatting on the program.